Ladies, non-binary, transgender, gender fluid, and gentlemen. Silver Tongue Audio and the non-player characters present one v one. Welcome, welcome, fight fans, to the first episode of MPC 1v1 Debate Show. This week, we crawl into the depths of darkness, dive into the caverns of creepy, and get all up in them spookies, and debate horror in video games. My opponent tonight is none other than one of the co-hosts on the other show we have, and that is Kent. How are you doing, Kent? I am uh, shaking in my boots because of, it's spooky it's season so spooky. and I've been spooking out as much as I can. It's the spookiest season. It's it's nearing Halloween. This will come out almost a week and a half before Halloween. So uh, everyone needs to download it, listen to it, then delete it from their phone. Then on Halloween, re-download it and re-listen to it to get even more spooks. We're adding secret spooks into the episode <laughs> audio jump scare audio jump boo gotcha <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to be talking about horror video games uh and kent really wanted to talk about this i i had an idea well specifically katie had an idea for what we should do tonight because no one else could come on the podcast uh so we decided to start this and um katie had an idea uh and it was a pretty good idea uh, but then Kent was like, hey, I want to talk about horror. And I was like, yeah, OK, let's let's just do that. You seem pumped. And uh, you have a secret for us. Um, and the only hint you gave me was polygons. Oh, yeah, it's a it's a doozy. And I think uh, I think that one either you're totally with me on it or you're totally not. So I'm excited to see. OK, OK. I'm excited to hear about it. Uh, so let's just get started. Ring the bell. All right. So round one, I'm going to come out the gate swinging and say, I don't play horror games. I don't play them at all. Uh, they scare me uh, to, to no end. Every single one. I've never played a horror game uh, that I haven't been at least a little bit uh, spooked of. And that is strange because... I am not scared at all, even a little bit, uh, from horror movies or horror TV shows. And um, Ken, why do you think that is? Like, I I want to enjoy this genre of video games, but I am there's a bar uh, of entry, and I am unwilling to cross it. I think um, you know one of the things that kind of intimidates people, and also. Uh, makes people unsure if they've even played one is like, it depends on your definition of a horror game, you know? Yeah. Uh, because you get some titles like amnesia uh, that, you know, it's like, it's hard or like outcast. It's hard to not consider those horror games. Right. But then you have games such as maybe five nights at Freddy's uh -huh. or um, even like the newer resident evils or the ones for and past that are kind of blending more on like co-op action games. Right. So it's, or even Luigi's mansion. 
So it's hard, you know, terrifying. Exactly. Pinpoint if you've even been playing them. Right. So, you know, I think if you're going strictly where the gameplay and the atmosphere is just screams horror, then I feel you probably haven't been playing a lot. But if you're talking about games that just have, you know, a theme or even something that's just like Transylvania like, like Castlevania or uh, like I said, Luigi's Mansion, then I feel like you've been playing quite a few. I suppose so. Games with horror elements, I guess I have played before. Um, uh, Hellblade, I think, is a pretty good explanation of a game that I have played that had many horror elements to it. Uh, It even had uh, uh, like specifically designed audio uh, to make you feel uneasy and feel like you're you're hearing voices. And by God, that worked. Uh, But... At one point in the game, they start turning off lights and like fucking with shadows and whatnot. That is when I, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, that, that's when I double checked, uh, that all my lights were on, my door was open and the windows were open and ever, and I, I took my headphones off. I was like, you know, what? I'll just, I have a new sound bar. Let me, let me see if it sounds good through the sound bar. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so I started playing the rest of the game. Uh, without headphones on and it, and it worked. Um, but yeah, no, I, it like five nights at Freddy's, I can't play because jump scares work on me. And I, I, what, what, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. I think, uh, I think that will be a whole nother, uh, category okay. I want to get to on jump scares. So I won't comment on that just yet, but I do want to say that, um, I feel like it is the saturation of that in the game. Mm. So if a majority of it makes you feel that way, then I feel that's a horror game. Cause even uh, if it's not necessarily like, you know, inherently scary, but it still gives you that kind of dread or that anticipation, yeah, yeah. Uh, something that keeps you even just a little bit more on your toes. Then I say that is horror, okay. uh, but something like uh, Hellblade. I don't consider that horror because you're engaging in a lot of different things. That's almost, I kind of equate it to like, like a first person shooter. You'll have like a on rail segment, but that doesn't make it like an on rails game. But then you have something like, uh, Oh, what's that game? Like time crisis or something that's, uh, entirely on rails. Right. Right. So I feel that's the, the distinction. Like you can say Luigi's mansion has, haunted mansions and ghosts but i wouldn't consider that a horror game because a lot of the game has comedy in it and slapstick and um a lot of it's more on adventure and like a you know cooperation Mm -hmm. in terms of like getting the best score so i wouldn't consider that a horror game but it has horror themes right right and uh, just just to just to touch one more time on on uh, the fact that you know horror movies don't work on me, and horror television doesn't work on me, and I've I've thought about this long and hard throughout the night uh, because horror in in television and movies it bores me absolutely to tears, um, mostly because I know it's it's all fake. Like mm-hmm. there aren't any ghouls and ghosts. There isn't an invincible hockey mask wearing demon 
<laughs> from hell. I can't remember where they landed on Jason's true origins. But anyway, right. Um, like all these things are so fake and so over the top that I just can't believe them. The closest uh, thing that I got, and actually it's still a scary movie to me and I wouldn't even call it a horror movie. Uh, but that is alien. The original alien. That is a terrifying movie. Uh, most of, mostly because, uh, you don't know what the alien looks like, uh, throughout most of the movie. And when they finally show you, it is truly just flabbergasting how, how terrifying it is. Um, mm-hmm. but again, that's like a, a, a sci-fi movie with horror elements and they don't even use the horror tropes to get across their creepiness because they treat right. the horror more like a thriller. However, when video games came around and they were like, let me try and do horror, um, it works for me 100%, which is why I don't play them because I don't like feeling like that, especially (laughs) alone uh, with the controller in my hand, an expensive controller in my hand and an expensive TV that I own uh, in front of me. Right. So I actually I think I agree with you almost 100% on this. Okay. good, good, right. Um, and I know what it is and it's because I am holding the controller. I am alone with headphones on, uh, watching this, um, uh, excuse me, not watching this. I'm, I'm participating in the horror and that is, uh, that's where it gets me. It's the agency of it. It's, it's bringing me into it through immersion that the movies and television just cannot do. Oh, yeah. Like, I would definitely say on top of that, it's that uh, games have like a lot more ways to creep you out. Um, They can subvert your expectations, whereas watching, like you said, is like, you know, you're passive. Mm -hmm. But also there's only so many ways it can like mess with you unless like this is some like weird like ARG you're doing or something like that. Or like you have surround sound, a huge like a expensive surround sound system, where like they can have a sound come from behind you or something, which right. almost nobody's going to have something like that. And there probably won't be a movie that caters just to that. Yeah. So, but you know, for games, they can have something come out of, you know, if you're wearing headphones, they can make it seem like somebody's behind you. Or if you're like on PC or something, they can have you. You know, they can read your computer name and like get your first name and then have, you know, somebody say your name. They could do some creepy shit. Oh, yeah. I know there's um, there's uh, some art, you know, real time strategy game that did that. (laughs) And it was like, oh, and people were freaking out. And that wasn't even a horror game. Like, imagine the possibilities of you're just trying to scare somebody or like um, I know what uh, like Metal Gear Solid one did is like it read your memory card yeah and then yeah. it said like you're a fan of like you know whatever siphon filter yeah. or if you're on the gamecube you like smash brothers and then it like rumbled your controller or something like that it has to do with the peripherals peripherals of gaming and that like they just have an exponentially higher list of things they can do to you yeah rather than you just kind of watch yeah or listen to yeah that that kind of connection that they make through the technology um and through your active participation is is what makes horror games on uh that makes it work 
Oh, um, yeah. And like, you know, you're in a habitual, uh, you know, routine. So like, oh, let me go, um, you know, one of them, I'll give an example, um, is like this game, you'll be looking at, uh, or you enter a room and you put something in this like save box. Say it's like your, you know, little safe house that you do. And you consistently do that and say, there's like a painting on the wall yeah. and then you keep going. And all of a sudden, one time that painting is gone. S- little things like that, where it just kind of breaks your routine. Right, right. That is terrifying. And you can't, it's super hard to do something like that in the short two or less hours you have in a movie. Yeah. For sure. And if they do do it, it's, it's usually telegraphed. Yeah. It's usually uh, accompanied with a music sting or (laughs) the music cutting out or, you you know, usually music or dialogue will help emphasize, Hey, everyone, this is scary. Look at this. Isn't this weird? Hey, it's scary. it's, It's putting a neon sign on like a secret clubhouse. And that's, you know, it, it doesn't work. But in video games, as you say, when that when that painting is just fucking gone, some players might not even note, notice that that painting was gone or that it was there in the first place. Oh, but yeah. If you are immersed, if you are truly playing in the game, which I am really good at just like diving into a game, um, like mentally speaking, uh, you'll you'll notice that painting being gone and that will put you at uh, at unease so quickly uh, yeah, I, I just love it. Oh yeah. And it opens like a dialogue. Like, um, you'll, if you're playing the same game, you can be like, Oh man, did you see, did you notice that the painting was gone? And somebody's going to be like, no, I didn't. Right. And then it creates almost like a sort of like mythology to the game. Yeah. And that just adds on top of it. Yeah, exactly. And like way back in the day, um, when, when video games were scary and things like that, and we didn't have the Twitters and the Reddits, uh, to all communicate together. Uh, mythology is exactly the word that I would use. Like it, it became like, Oh yeah. Where, where news articles in video game magazines would be like, I don't know if it actually disappears. I don't even know if it was there in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. And you couldn't, uh, you know, you couldn't, um, dissect the game and go through its files to find the, uh, line of code that removes it or the the weird model or sound bite in the game yeah. like you couldn't do any of that or at least most of the population couldn't most, do that yeah, so exactly. you know um, and it, you could scare people that way but now it's like oh I found this dot .wav file that like <laughs> is a spooky little thing yeah 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 I, I kind of miss those those days but I'm, I'm glad that we can dig and, and data mine and things Oh yeah, it's a double-edged sword for sure. It is. So, do you think this round is over? I think it's over. I think it's a resounding, uh, you know, yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that games are scarier than uh, other forms of entertainment. Yes, so. precisely. All right, ring the bell. So we're going into round two now, and Kent, I, I want you to tell me what you brought to the table here. Okay, so this one is going to probably be the most controversial one at least people who enjoy this um category that we'll be uh, judging and i want to say for those that you have played or watched other people play or just know of yeah what to you is the definitive and best survival horror genre survival horror oh yeah uh i mean i guess the most popular and most 
tenacious uh, would definitely be like Resident Evil, but it's not survival horror anymore, or at least it it was, and then it turned <clears throat> not, and now it is a little bit. And this eighth one looks like it is more. I, it's 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 tough for me to say that there aren't many survival horrors uh, that that break in to the mainstream or at least break into to being decent games. There's a lot of uh, indie ones, right? Uh, but not not too many uh, mainstream ones. So what's what's your answer? Um, I would have to say, um, so like you can you know kind of chop up a series especially like if you said resident evil you could you know say the earlier ones one through three or one through whatever that you decide is the best so for me i would say team silence silent hill series so one through four okay everything past that is a whole it's as if uh that's a different series practically right like down i would say that one is the definitive survival horror um, and I honestly think they had beaten Resident Evil uh, from their very first game. Yeah. I, you know, I, as much as I love both series, I would say uh, Silent Hill just blows it out of the water. Um, and like that's comparing like all the other series as well, um, like uh, Clock Tower, mm. Fatal Frame, right, right. Uh, Byron. Those are a few others that are pretty big. Um, I still think they don't hold a candle. I feel like all of those titles, you know, aside from like Clock Tower 1 or whatever that came way before, I feel like all of those tried to be um, Silent Hill. And Silent Hill tried from the first one, tried to not be Resident Evil, if that makes sense. No, I mean, that, that, that totally makes sense. And you know, if it wasn't for Silent Hill, we wouldn't have gotten the horror great that is Deadly Premonition. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That, you know, that series can be a whole episode, a whole 1v1 itself. So <laughs> For sure. Um, okay. So it, it's, it's perfect that you say Silent Hill, actually, because uh, in my opinion, the one game that I will never finish the one game that I am kind of glad is out of my life and can never return into my life again is PT. The scariest thing uh, ever put on digital format. Um, That was not okay uh, for them to do. It was wrong. Uh, They know what they did. And that's why uh, God banished it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. What if I told you, that 90% of PT's DNA was from Silent Hill 4, which was the last Team Silent game. Right. Rip straight out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I pretty much figured. Uh, and it's, it's, it's I'm going to be honest, it's, it's a tragedy that the video game industry did not enjoy, um, wasn't able to enjoy uh, PT or Silent Hill 4 uh, to its fruition it's it's a, a tragedy konami yeah. is uh a, an evil company everybody says how bad ea is uh everyone forgets konami is uh real bad too real, oh yeah real, real 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 bad it's just it's weird though because um if you look at the lineup of konami you know not talking about their pachinko machines or mobile <laughs> games but 
their lineup, almost every single one is a classic or a cult classic or literally just pioneers of their genre. So it's very interesting to say, like, I don't like Konami, but I can't imagine the industry without them. Yeah. It's, no, it's I, a weird dynamic. Yeah, you know? no, it's, it, it's tough. I mean, we could say the same thing for EA and, and maybe this could also be a future one V one topic. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tragedy that, you know, Norman Reedus and Hideo Kojima were attached, uh, to such a, uh, a cult classic. I don't even, I can't even call it a cult classic because of how, uh, universally loved PT was, uh, and it was just ripped away from us. Um, oh, yeah. 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 And probably the best type of horror uh, video games have ever produced. Uh, all of this being said and keeping in mind that if PT ever actually came out, I would never have played it. Oh, yeah. Probably like the other Silent Hills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have played Silent Hill 1. Right. Uh, not all the way through, um, but I have played Silent Hill, Hill 1. And some of the technical achievements that that thing achieved um, way back in the day, it, it it's still astonishing. And oh, yeah, they they used the technical achievements. They used the technical limitations, I should say, uh, to make that game even scarier uh, than it had any right to be. Yeah. So um, right off the foot of that note. Oh, to go back to the the second category because we haven't rung that bell yet. Okay. okay. Would you, since you have played both, would you say Resident Evil One is better and more memorable <laughs> than Silent Hill One? God no, no. Oh, Resident Evil One is a, a trash fire that I'm surprised <laughs> ever uh, actually garnered a sequel. Um, no, when, when I'm <laughs> you talking almost became about, a Jill sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about Resident Evil, I am almost exclusively talking about Resident Evil Two, uh, and to a much lesser uh, but still real extent, talking about uh, Resident Evil Three. Um, and I won't share my opinions on Resident Evil Four today. Uh, I don't feel like uh, that's necessary. Oh, that, that will definitely be a 1v1 maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe next Halloween. Um, um, so yeah. one more little footnote. What about two versus uh, uh, Silent Hill 1? Uh, Silent Hill 1 still wins, uh, but not by much. Um, Interesting. Yeah, uh, I, I liked the more clear-cut story of uh, Resident Evil 2 versus Silent Hill 1. Um, it definitely caters more to horror movie fans right. than Silent Hill does. Right, right. Uh, Silent Hill is definitely a thriller that has many, many horror elements. Um, mm -hmm. And it just happens to be a, a, a horror game. Um, whereas Resident Evil is, I mean, it, it's got the jump scares. It's got the uh, the zombie apocalypse whole, whole deal going on. Uh, it yeah. knows what it is and it told a story uh without me needing to find the story if that makes any sense oh yeah like yeah. silent hill i can see more of a psychological thriller at least the yeah. first few one through four yeah, yeah uh silent hill is a lot more uh you know like body horror you know right uh much more tangible right um yeah, yeah. 
because Silent Hill is a lot about the psyche and uh, what are you afraid of? What, you know, kind of gets under your skin while Resident Evil is more like, look at this rotting zombie coming after you. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this weird thing. And here's another weird thing. Isn't that weird and scary? Oh yeah. It's like a biological horror. Like, you know, it's all, they're all viruses. They're all, everything is, uh, made in a lab. I don't think anything in that game is natural horror. So, right. Right. You know, Um, that's a pretty interesting way to look at it. So, and I will say both of the movies are terrible. So there's, there's that. Oh yeah. 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 God, especially the Resident Evil ones, at least the Silent Hill ones. We only got what, two. Yeah. Just two. Uh, uh, God, Resident (laughs) Evil now is going to be rebooted, but we had how many, four or five. It's it's, Jesus Christ. Kent, it's being rebooted three different ways. So (laughs) yeah. Oh man. (laughs) We we will see what that, uh, what that does to the, to the franchise. Um, (laughs) However, and again, this is sort of going back to, to sadder things. Uh, Resident Evil seven was one of the best horror games uh, ever made. uh, According to people who played it, not including me. Um, and resident evil eight is coming back to it. I mean, mm-hmm. and now again, we're left with silent Hill, not existing, like literally no longer existing. And, oh, yeah. uh, resident evil continues on, uh, as the juggernaut that it is. Yeah. So I think that, you know, um, I think this may be us losing the battle against the majority of people because I think anyone who's a fan of silent Hill will say silent Hill is better, but a majority of the gaming populace just resident evil is a household name, especially those who have joined in the PS three, uh, PS four generation of, you know, gamers. Right. Like you, like you said, it's non-existent, like aside from PT, but again, that was a, teaser trailer that never came into fruition so i think um you know if we were to ring the bell i'd say we agree but uh i don't think the majority of gamers agree yeah at least voting with their wallets uh, and you know it's not entirely their fault i mean no it's not i mean you know hollywood definitely had a hand in this yeah resident evil is a household name because of mila jovovich like Oh yeah. Um, and, and, you know, good for her. Good for, good for the movies. Good for the fans of those movies. They're definitely quality B movies. Um, but they're 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 nothing more than that. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're stupid fun. Uh, I hear they're even stupider now. Um, but (laughs) yeah, I, I, I would totally agree with you. There aren't as many silent Hill fans, uh, as there are resident evil fans. And so, we no longer have silent Hill and we do have a lot of resident evil like a lot like a lot dude all right so i'm gonna ring the bell ring the bell so round three i think it's time for you to pull out your big guns here kent i want you to tell me what the fuck do you mean when you say polygons oh man (laughs) okay so uh you know this is uh, this is something that has always followed me throughout my entire life. Um, I would say this is something that may have resonated with you, but I always feel that older games, um, ones that 
the lesser graphical fidelity starting at the 3d generation Mm -hmm. are far more terrifying than current games like to me there's no competition the less you know the more blocky polygon polygons for me is way more terrifying than you know the crazy amounts of detail we have in games now okay um i am definitely not going to disagree necessarily however um I only played about 10 minutes of Resident Evil uh, 7 uh-huh. uh, because of its absolute abject horror uh, that I was being presented with. Um, and so I, I literally could not go on. I did, however, finish Resident Evil and got through most of Silent Hill. Hmm. So I think uh, conceptually you agree, but subconsciously right you don't agree right and, and okay i'm i'm trying to parse out why exactly i'm in that position uh so maybe you can elaborate on on why you think this thing right so like this crazy. obviously has exceptions um i do think like i i'm not necessarily saying silent hill one is the scariest um i think um it can even go up to the PS2, uh, so Silent Hill 2 and 3 and 4. Right. Um, more so 2 and 3, that the more abstract something looks and, like, the more technically limited, I feel it just it makes it far more terrifying for me than um, I would even say uh, this uh, is, like, more terrifying than PT's characters that being the ghost or what's her name lisa and then um that little fetus thing in the sink like i honestly don't even consider them that terrifying compared to the other games and like something that resonates with me would be house of the dead okay um i for some reason that low poly the, the rail shooter you're talking about yeah Okay. Like it may be rooted because I would always pass by the little arcade cabinet at a round table when I was young. Yeah. And it just terrified me as like a five, six year old, especially. Um, I just think there's something about it. Like as a designer, when you're in that era, you have to get really creative with how you portray something with its theme, atmosphere, and, like, animation. And, like, this kind of raw, you know, model and atmosphere to it, it almost is like a dream-like quality to me. You know how, like, in dreams you don't remember everything. It's kind of like a blur, and you just kind of remember a vague outline. I feel like that's what these low-poly things are. And it gives far more ima- like room for imagination of what it is. Like right. you see this thing crawling at you and it could be a couple of different things. And it's a lot more an interpretation, like what these like really low res textures are or like, you know, what exactly this thing even is compared to like now with, you know, high definition models and resolution, it's almost, uh, it's not even an argument of what it is. Like it is presented right in front of you in photorealistic quality. 
And I think that's where like it can get ridiculous. Like if you have something that's more, you know, psychologically scary, it works better when it's has muddy textures and, you know, lower resolution because it's almost as if it's not like this physical form that's completed completely molded out it's more like you kind of put the pieces together of what this thing is and it like you know now it's like oh you know this looks almost even silly because it's obviously motion captured by a person and you can even like see the model they based it off of and like yeah you know so for me that's what it is right so what you're touching on what you're really talking about um and and i love that you're talking about it because because it does sort of like bring this full circle um is traditional horror uh in storytelling um what traditional horror has always been and it's changed um over the past like 15 years maybe 20 uh i can't remember exactly but what it used to be rather is um the less you see the more you fear. Right. That's, that's all it is. That's the only thing that horror has ever been. The saw movies changed that it changed the, uh, zeitgeist definition of what horror is. I don't necessarily agree with what it changed it into because it basically just turned it into murder porn. Um, and I, I fucking hate it. Um, it's, it's nonsense and uh, it's so goddamn fake nowadays that I just, I can't, can't pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but what made, as I said at the beginning of the show, what made alien scary, the original one is that you had no idea what was going on and what was attacking all these, all these people. They were just really creepy sound effects, um, really dark caverns really weird things happening. And yeah, as you say, Kent, the brain does the rest. That's all you need. Right. That's, that's where horror began uh, while we were sitting around campfires um, and, and telling stories. Horror was always the beast in, in the bush Uh, and silent Hill, the original silent Hill does an amazing job of, uh, uh, presenting the beast in the bush. Um, oh yeah. Asking you, what are you afraid of? And not answering that question for you. Whereas resident evil doesn't do that. It doesn't need to, because it's showing you, uh, all these jump scares and these, and these bio, uh, mutants that are zombies essentially. And they're eating people and doing gross things. And while that is horrifying, that isn't necessarily horrifying horror and yes as you say uh silent hill seven and i'm assuming uh the next one eight um they are both relying on high fidelity and a clear picture of this is horrifying uh and it is uh objectively it is horrifying um but it isn't necessarily traditional horror yeah, I think that's a, a good way to put it. You know, I think, um, yeah, that kind of goes back to uh, like our first topic of like the atmosphere and like what you consider horror. Right. Um, I also think on top of that, um, I think the technical limitations 
have a, a, a play with it too. Like the animation is just far more choppy and that makes it more terrifying to me just because it looks way more like uncanny Valley, you know, yeah. whereas like now it's just somebody motion capture. It's like, Oh, I can tell somebody just swiped with their arm. Right. You know, and also like uh, mechanics, game mechanics, like game design has come a long way um, for good and worse in this case. Like, you know, of course you want games to be more accessible and more fluid, but also I feel with that, it comes with like a bunch of things that detract from it. Cause like before, uh, you know, that could even be a topic is like tank controls, a lot resident evil, silent Hill, all these original yeah. ones had yeah. tank controls um, yeah, e- and that, even the limitation yeah. of uh, uh, locomotion. Yeah, 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 like you know, you can't just like, oh, let me uh, make a quick turn backwards, and then let me like go prone on the ground and like crawl through this little vent to get away. Right. Um, this was more like, oh God, let me slowly turn to the side, and then let me, uh, you know, go move over here, you know, while the camera's fixed in this corner and it's creepily angled to the side. Whereas now it's just either first person, which you have a lot more control over, or it's third person behind the camera where you can still, you can like peek behind like uh, corners of things and stuff like that. Whereas before it's, you know, your camera's pretty much essentially locked and everything outside of your field of vision that little camera scene is still coming after you. You just don't know where. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, that's a hundred percent true. And, um, right. So I was actually looking at my steam list of games that I have either played or am, I'm going to play one of these days, one of these days I'll play them. Um, mm-hmm. and one that jumped out at me that sort of, uh, uh, touches on, uh, our second topic, which, or no, I think it was our first, the, the survival horror, um, the long dark. Oh yeah. The survival one. Yeah. Yeah. The survival one. And that is one of the most terrifying games I've ever played. And it doesn't even have a terrifying element to it. It's just so atmospheric and there is something in the bush and it's not even, it's not even some mutant creature or psychopath serial killer or anything. It's a fucking polar bear or whatever. Um, but it's, oh, yeah. it might be there in the bush and like the tense feeling that you get playing it is, uh, so, so visceral and it's doing it with such a, I don't want to, I, I mean, it, it has a low poly count for sure, but it is a stylized mm-hmm. low poly count. Um, but that works in its favor. Oh yeah. Because when you see something in the distance and it does have a pretty good draw distance. And when you see something in the distance, you're not sure if that thing in the distance is going to kill you. If it's a wolf or a deer because of the low poly count. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like that goes for subnautica, same exact thing. Yeah. yeah. That's a survival game, but that one's underwater, which a lot of people fear the ocean Mm -hmm. and the unknown. So I think it goes both ways. So, Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, you know, I hadn't even thought of newer games like that. Right. You right. know, I mean, you know, uh, this is, this is all very much in the indie and indie double a, uh, mm-hmm. sphere. Um, but they know what they're doing. Uh, and, and, uh, the voyage of the Obra Dinn or whatever it was, the Obra Dinn yeah. is literally Macintosh, the OG Macintosh graphics. Uh, and apparently I haven't played it cause I hear it's terrifying, but it's one of the most terrifying games 
uh, on Steam right now, and it, it got a lot of accolades last year when it came out. And yeah, it's it, low poly doesn't even come close. I don't even think they're dealing with poly. I think they're it's it's uh, uh, what vector based, line based. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's you know, I think uh, I think it's just presentation. I think maybe yeah. that's why uh, games like Silent Hill don't exist, and why Resident Evil still going on is because they have always relied on you know, cutting edge tech and like in terms of like grand scope. Yeah. And so like, you know, Resident Evil, it's these big set pieces with these huge monsters and lots of things on screen and like combat moves, which AAA companies are, you know, that's what they invest in because that's what sells. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, older stuff, more psychological, more, primitive fears those ones you know usually you don't want the best uh models out there you don't want the best game mechanics and i so like you said i think it's uh it kind of the indie developers and double a uh producers took on that mantle and that's why we see so many of these titles and they're from like one guy or like a small team rather than like Capcom throwing yeah. out stuff. Yeah, exactly. Well, I um, I think it's time to ring that bell, and I would say that uh, this round goes to older non-polygon games because you're 100 percent right, Kent. Like the more polygons it has, the less scary it is. Uh, and either way, I'm not going to play it because I'm terrified. Yeah. Yeah. So ring the bell, and that is the end of the fight. I think. Is there anything else that we needed to talk about? I think the only thing would be, and I, I, I know we both stand on this probably, is jump scares. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's talk that, about fucking jump scares. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Five Nights at Freddy made this obnoxious. Oh, yeah. Um, that is the main gameplay mechanic. That is the only gameplay mechanic. <laughs> there is no other gameplay mechanic. Uh, no offense to all those Five Nights at Freddy's no, fans I'm, out there, but I mean... I'm offending them. They're only 12. They, they can handle it. <laughs> so, like, I... Okay, Five Nights at Freddy doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I would just leave. Like, clearly there's something going on, and I would I would just fucking leave. Like, Oh, yeah. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, jump, jump scares are the only thing that I hate. I hate about horror games. And it's one of the yeah. reasons why I don't play them is because... I am putting my mind and my, my, you know, digital hands into this video game, immersing myself to, to the full, fullest extent. And the best you can do to scare me is jump scares. Like I, I it feels yeah. cheapened. It feels like you're using a primitive part of my brain. Whereas something more psychological is, is much more impactful and will last the entire game. Whereas a jump scare is just like, boom, and it's done. Yeah, I feel like I agree 100%. But like I feel like people still like it. I mean, that's essentially what horror movies now are. If it's not yeah. body horror, it's jump scares. Right. Um but like, you know, they're really successful games uh until dawn. Yeah. And um uh, what's the new one? Like the uh, uh anthology de- de- Deadly Boat. 
yeah, uh, Madon or Madon, Man of Madon Man or whatever. Madon, that's the one. Uh, those are almost entirely jump scares. Like I played until dawn, and I'm like, okay, I just got jump scared by a deer running across. Like this yeah. is because it plays a loud noise. You have headphones on, so right, of course right. it's going to be loud. And it's just it's it's just so crass. It's like super. It's it's, it's low hanging picking. Fruit. Yeah, yeah, it's picking the low-hanging fruit. It's just like, wow, okay, my heart raced for like five seconds. Right. If at max. Right. Like, it, well, it, now I'm just frustrated. It, it's the horror <laughs> equivalent of a penis joke. Like, Oh, it's, yeah. It's just, and like, maybe we sound pretentious when we say that, but like, not even horror fans, a lot of horror fans don't really like jump scares. Like, yeah. um, I, I, I since we're nearing the end of the podcast, I might as well start the plug now, but, uh, dazed and disturbed had a horror episode, uh, another fine podcast on the silver tongue audio network that you can download. It comes out every other Thursday. Um, but yeah, they had a horror, uh, movie episode and none of the horror movies that they were talking about. As a matter of fact, they said at the beginning, like these don't have jump scares. These are just fucked up crazy movies oh, yeah. um, that are just horror and it's great. Um, and you know, so true hardcore horror fans are getting sick of jump scares. Yeah. Cause, cause I, know, say, I know people it's, it's that are immune to them now. Yeah. Like there's people who've been playing five nets at Freddy's and so much that literally they don't even respond. It's like, right. you know, well, that's, that's the game mechanic now gone. So what's left? It's just you're like a, a security like. camera manager. Right, right. It's so bad. Um, and, you know, I <laughs> the only reason jump scares work kind of on me is that when I'm watching uh, something with Katie and there's a jump scare, I get scared that she got scared. And she oh, jumped. Yeah. <laughs> she jumps hardcore. She's she's terrified. And, and you get and, double jump scared because... Yeah, you know whoever you're watching with probably will scream. She does. <laughs> so that's another does terrifying loudly. thing. It's loud. Yeah, <laughs> she once screamed as she got jump scared. She once screamed, "Fuck you, Paul." <laughs> it was great. <laughs> she was blaming me for the jump scare in the movie. It was. It was yeah. Great. Um, but yeah, no, jump scares are boring. Five Nights at Freddy is terrible and fuck anyone who likes Five Nights at Freddy's. Even it's even the aesthetic of Five Nights. If you're one of those people that are like, no, the story is no, no, it's fucking not good. Don't <laughs> lie to yourself. Stop trying to impress me. You're like hardcore Rick and Morty fans in that way, and I hate it. <laughs> oh yeah. I hate it. And you know, I may sound like this a little pretentious hipster, but you know, if you hate jump scares to just anyone listening, I implore you to check out the silent Hill games. Yeah. I can almost guarantee you there won't be jump scares in the traditional sense. It'll, the only ones you'll get would be, you know, like if you've played resident evil one, that the most infamous jump scares when the dog jumps through the window. Right. 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 That was like the big one, right? They repeated it in, in two, but yes. Yeah. So like, you know, that was the big one. If you took away the glass and it was just the enemy jumping on screen, you know, coming out and to attack you, that's right. the jump scare. It doesn't go right. or anything. It just 
happens and you know it's going to happen because in almost every single game you have a little radio on you and when there's an enemy nearby your the white noise goes off so you know there's going to be something it's just when and where yeah yeah uh, so those games pretty much don't rely on it it's more uh like you know a couple of times something will fall out of like a you know locker or yeah. uh you know uh uh, bathroom stall but it's nothing that's like and like it zooms in or anything yeah. like that yeah, yeah. um or those, another those series false, um, uh jump scares that, i fucking hate false jump scares more than i hate jump scares because they are <laughs> it's so the cat dumb. yeah exactly it's always the goddamn cat fucking put yeah. the cat outside what the fuck all right anyway <laughs> yeah like uh stuff like that is always bad but yeah. like another series um that's pretty good with that is um i think uh shoot uh which what is it called it's um i don't know i don't think it's uh layers it may be layers of fear i'm getting that mixed up but there's a, a pretty popular series that is just more psychological um i would just look up psychological horror um yeah. there's some websites that gauge how many jump scares there are too oh um, yeah yeah I know they do that for movies, but they've been doing it for games too. And um, it's a lot more effective that way. Or like uh, I've been noticing these asymmetrical multiplayer games are kind of going away from jump scares too. Like uh, nice. Dead by Daylight still has some poppy moments where like you'll have like a decoy that like pops out. Right. But like that one's a lot more anticipation. Right, right. Because, uh, you know, you're hiding and then something's coming out. I know... Um, uh, there's a few series, older Capcom series, um, that, you know, dwell on that anticipation. Um, I think Rule of Rose, um, some of the Clock Tower games, uh, those all are more anticipation. I think that's leagues better than jump scares because sure. anticipation, you're constantly feeling that. Jump scares, it's like a one and done thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, uh, diminishing returns for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's the end of round four, and boy, that was uh, that was a good match that we we just had. I, I'm I'm not sure I would um, even come close to saying that jump scares won. Uh, jump scares are terrible. They're dumb, and yeah. those who do them are dumb and terrible. I, say, I don't think anyone likes them. I think they right. do them because they get a rise out of people. Right, right. It's it's an easy, as we say, low hanging fruit. I say yeah. uh, one, one per whatever you're making. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get one and then that's it. You're done. No more. Uh, so that's the end of the fight. And I think uh, we clearly know who the winner is, Kent. I mean, you and I both agree who the winner is. Uh, Fortnite. Yes. Fortnite wins again. <laughs> it's the scariest game. Yes. The scariest game um, <laughs> because it is slowly deteriorating the quality of video games uh, around the industry. So uh, before, <laughs> before we uh, get off, do you want to, um, you know, recommend any, well, no, I, I was, I was actually going to say, uh, I'm glad that you recommended so many games, um, because, uh, I don't have a lot of games, uh, that I, I could, I can recommend because I don't have uh, a lot of, uh, horror games on my library. Uh, I'm, I'm going through it right now, and uh, The Forest uh, is a great... Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty good survival horror. 
yeah, that it's, one it's like is uh, that one messes with you for yeah, sure. Yeah, that one super duper messes with you. Um, there's one called Home that you should probably check out. It's a 16-bit uh, horror game that uh, oh. it's, it's actually like a like a, uh, not choose your own adventure, but it has choices, um, and it some of the choices are really fucked up, and it's it's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things like uh, uh, Dear Esther and uh, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Yeah, and uh, Gone Home. Gone Home is a pretty home? creepy one. It's that's the, not yeah. creepy at the same time. Exactly, exactly. Those those are all uh, on on the cusp of being horror, but um, you know, they're I'd call them horror in in a, in a sense. Oh yeah, like aesthetic wise, yeah. it fits the bill for sure. Yeah, and then there's uh, even a weirder psychological horror game uh, that I'll recommend, and that is uh, the Westport Independent. Uh, you play as a reporter in a slowly deteriorating country where it's becoming more and more clear uh, that a dictator is rising to power, and you have oh. to. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's a little bit creepy, especially nowadays, uh, but you have to sort of ride the line. Uh, between um, being a uh, uh, a reporter for the people and a reporter for the government. Um, Interesting. It is. There's some. There's some creepy shit. There's some creep. It's the same people that made um, Papers Please. So, oh, okay. Yeah, they're pretty good at visual storytelling through little details. Yeah, yeah, and and they they do it great, and it's creepy and scary. Um, so we're going to end the, the podcast there. Kent, I'm glad that you were here, uh, for the, the very first one V one. Uh, it's, it's important oh, yeah. that we all know, um, where we stand on, on important video game decisions. And this is where we're going to be doing that. Oh yeah. And like, you know, nobody's ever going to have the same opinion and it's always fun to throw out, throw out ideas. Like I didn't even think about, the whole low poly thing being a primitive fear, you know, stuff right. like that's always great to see, you know, and you know, we can throw on recommendations and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and more- I definitely say, yeah, if you were to get one game, get silent Hill four on GOG, there you go. you're supporting GOG. And also it is more terrifying than other ever. Cause, uh, majority of the game you're locked in your own apartment almost how we are right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's extra relevant, extra scary. <laughs> Uh, And of course, the most important thing about this uh, podcast, 1v1, is that we get to decide who's right. And that's probably the most important thing any one of of us can do. And we all know who was right in this episode. We've already said it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm glad, Kent, you were here with me. Um, So I thought of an intro uh, for this and I thought of, um, you know, sort of the format of this show. But what I did not think of until uh, this very moment and why I'm vamping right now uh, is I don't know how to end it. Uh, you know, could always do a, a audio jump scare. <laughs> it's a good idea. Um, well, until next fight, everyone. Until next fright. Oh. Silver Tongue Audio.